Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Behind the Knife, the surgery podcast. Relevant and engaging content designed to help you dominate the day. So hi, all you BTK fans, Scott here, and we are continuing our series on leadership opportunities outside of clinical medicine. And I'm absolutely pleased to have another repeat guest here on Behind the Knife, and that's Dr. Tom Reed. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining us so much on, uh, on BTK. Thanks for having me, Scott. So obviously, you're a very busy clinical surgeon. You're a leader within your own division at the University of Florida. Uh, but tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your other hat that you wear, and that's your role as the, um, as the executive chairman for the American Board of Colorectal Surgery. Can you talk a little bit about what that role is? Sure. So for those who don't know, one of the main reasons our specialty exists as it does today is that our predecessors had the foresight back in originally in 1899 when Joseph Matthews from Louisville started our society and also from the early 1930s where folks convened the American Board of Proctology which eventually morphed into the American Board of Colon and Rectal Surgery. And that fact led to the incorporation of our board as one of the 24 member boards of the American Board of Medical Specialties. So the way our board is constructed, we have a board of directors who do the lion's share of the work as well as the staff uh, who work in Taylor, Michigan, outside of Detroit. And my role is, is the executive director. And so what I do is help manage day-to-day -day operations with the staff and provide some institutional memory for the board of directors and serve as our representative to the American Board of Medical Specialties. Tom, that's a lot of time. And it's something that, you know, you don't just step into like, hey, I'm going to be the executive director for the ABCRS or the ABS or any of the one of the member boards. So walk a little bit through your journey about, you know, maybe steps that you took and along the way, if you could kind of look back and say, you know, Here's some of the kind of skill set that I think would be effective in this type of role, or a, a, maybe not the executive director of a board, but along those lines, these opportunities. Sure. So the reason I got involved with board work is that I was somewhat frustrated uh, with the written exam I took for the ABCRS a long, long time ago. And not to uh, throw shade at any of my predecessors who wrote those exams, but imagine sitting in a conference room at the Omni Hotel in Chicago with a pencil and a bubble sheet and taking an exam that was filled with uh, K questions, uh, multiple true-false, and then taking a radiology exam from a radiologist that was brought in by the board to show some x-rays and a pathologist doing the same with a blank piece of paper and they would just fire questions at us. And I thought to myself, well, you know, this was not an optimal experience for me. 
And uh, I became passionate about making that better. So what I would say is if you're interested in doing things outside your clinical practice, only do them if you're really passionate about it. So I got fired up and when the, when the board invited me to write questions, I read the instructions and it said, uh, create a question, create, give us some references and write a couple paragraphs on why you selected the answer you did. And so I followed those uh, instructions and created reams of documents and sent them in all, all fired up about it, not realizing that I don't think anyone else followed those instructions at the time. So the board realized that I was kind of nuts. Um, and then I was into this work and somewhere along the line, uh, they asked me to participate in more board activities. So going a little bit deeper in terms of just kind of skill sets that you need as you go into, obviously sure. all these leadership type things that we need require an ability to work with people and kind of have a vision and all that. But as you look back, you know, what are the specific skill sets? And then I, I guess a second question I would ask you is that there are people out there that think, man, I, I love medicine. I, I'm just so busy. I don't have time for this. But what value do you think these type of leadership opportunities bring? So people, I'll answer the last one first. So people ask me that all the time. Why do you spend your nights and weekends working on things like this, the board, the journal, the society? And I answer because I get great satisfaction about doing this work and paying it forward. When I was a trainee, the people who came before me and my mentors did all this type of work. And it, it's been incredibly value, valuable for not only our specialty, but for the people of our country who get excellent colorectal surgical care because of their efforts. And the other thing is I get to hang out with people like you and other dedicated people who give of their time altruistically for the benefit of the specialty and the public. And it's really easy to spend a weekend with you and the Gia Mahmood and Tracy Hull and Neil Hyman because we all sort of think the same that we think it's really important to do this stuff. Regarding skill set, I would say A, you've got to be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about it, don't do it. You'll hate it. Um, B, you have to be dedicated. Uh, I had to teach myself a lot of stuff, biostatistics and um, psychometrics in particular. So uh, don't be afraid to learn when you're old. Uh, that's really important. Uh, third, you have to listen to everyone's opinion. Uh, I've learned a ton from my colleagues uh, doing this volunteer work because they're incredibly talented people. And, and lastly, put it all in perspective. Um, you know, we're the American Board of Colon Erectile Surgery or DCR of our society. I'll never forget that one of my fellows, Josh Waters, um, was so excited because he got his abstract accepted as a podium at ASCRS. And he came home and he told his wife, he said, honey, this is unbelievable. Best day in my life. I got a podium presentation at ASCRS. And she just looked at him and she said, well, what is that? And he said, well, well, well that's where 2000 colorectal surgeons get together, you know, and talk about their research findings. And I'm on the podium. And she looked at him and he said, she said, Justin Bieber, who's 18, just played for 100,000 people at Boston Garden. You tell me when you're like Justin Bieber and I'll pay attention. That is absolutely fantastic. A, a very nice reminder. Tom, what has surprised you about the position and about just maybe even take a step back from the American Board of Colorectal Surgery. We have a lot of people that aren't colorectal surgeons as listeners and will never be. They'll go into different subspecialties or maybe not even surgery at all. But let's just talk about leadership in general. So 
you know, you've had a lot of different leadership positions, whether it's academics in, uh, you know, different universities. What, what, what is, what surprised you about that? I think the, the surprising thing and the thing I've learned the most is the commitment of every single board of the ABMS to what they do. Uh, the other board execs and the staff at the ABMS absolutely believe in what we do. And it's been interesting to me to see their efforts to address things that are controversial currently in our society. Misinformation, et cetera, DEI issues, discrimination, and they are unwavering in their commitment to right these perceived wrongs, I would say. And they are willing to go out on a limb and make public statements. And so I've actually been very proud to be associated with such a group of people. I'm out there and I say to myself, God, I'd really like to embark on some leadership opportunities, but I'm not sure I have time. Uh, I, I'm not sure kind of next steps. I, I don't know if it's really worth it. What do you say to those people? Well, I'd say first that leadership takes a lot of forms. You know, I've had interest in, in some avenues uh, for leadership, but you can be an, a, a huge leader in your community. You can be an advocate for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation locally. Uh, more importantly, you can do things with your kids or your spouse or your partner. But there are lots of ways you can make an impact. You know, my son volunteered at the uh, Gainesville uh, Medical Clinic for people who are experiencing homelessness. And he learned a ton from that and had a huge impact on our local community. So there are lots of ways to do it. You don't have to do the traditional things, the board, the society, the journal, et cetera. And for people who have maybe stuck their neck out there or put their hat in the ring and they didn't get that what they wanted, that they're thinking about, well, I didn't get that last time. I ain't going to do it again. What do you say to those people? I know my son's applying to medical school this year, which is currently kind of a crazy process. And the feedback uh, that you receive sometimes on this website called the Student Doctor Network is that medical schools value most the kids who apply to medical school don't get in and apply again the next year because it demonstrates a desire and commitment that's above and beyond. Um, so I would say if you're really passionate about something, keep applying because eventually someone will let you come in and do the work. And if you do the work and you're enthusiastic, that will be recognized immediately and you'll unfortunately be given more to do. Well, Dr. Reed, we appreciate so much you taking the time to just kind of give us a little bit of an inside look into not only the board, but leadership in general. And from all the listeners behind the knife out there, thanks again. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate the opportunity. Be sure to check out our website at www.behindthenife.org for more great content. You can also follow us on Twitter at Behind the Knife and Instagram at Behind the Knife Podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a review. Content produced by Behind the Knife is intended for health professionals and is for educational purposes only. We do not diagnose, treat, or offer patient-specific advice. Thank you for listening. Until next time, dominate the day.